everyone. Welcome to the Let It Be podcast. I'm your host, Becky Ziegenfuss. Each show, I share conversations around purpose and promise. We talk about friendships, family, faith, all the favorite things. Make this your time. So whatever you have to do, let it go, let it wait, let it be. We just wrapped up our back to school edition. And if you didn't get a chance to hear all three, please go back and listen to them. There was such great wisdom from so many voices. But today we are completely shifting gears. As much of the country is getting back to work and getting back to school and getting back to doing, we are having a conversation around Sabbath. And if you aren't familiar with that term, it's the concept of rest. I am so happy to introduce you to two of my own family members who happen to be in town. So today I have with me my sister-in-law, Paula, and my brother-in-law, Stephen. They have many roles, do lots of things, and I just want to introduce you to them today and hear all the exciting stuff that's going on in their lives. So Stephen, take it away. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm Stephen, and uh, I do. I end up doing a lot of things. I like to do a lot of things. And uh, that's a blessing, and it's also sometimes a bit of a struggle. But I'm a full-time engineer. I have a business um, in engineering consulting. I work for a number of different companies. And then uh, I also own a business in building custom guitars. And then on the weekends, my wife and I have the uh, the honor and privilege of, of serving as full-time worship leaders at a church. Yeah, I think this is hysterical. We're talking to Stephen about the concept of rest and Sabbath. <laughs> this is absolutely not what I would ever think. <laughs> ever would be our first podcast. It might be our last, depending. This is your first podcast ever? Ever. Well, I mean, we so are exciting. super popular, so you're on a, on yes. a list. <laughs> I had to talk to your people yeah. yes. to get you on. Our, our agents. So, Paula, you don't just sit at home, so what do you do? Well, I, I do a lot of home stuff. I'm a stay-at-home mom, and I also lead worship with Steven, but I think, um, yeah, my, my role is more 24-7. We have four kids ranging from 11 all the way down to our four-year-old and a rambunctious German shepherd. So technically we have five kids because <laughs> she's the worst. Uh, not really, but yeah, I, I do. I, I enjoy being a stay-at-home mom. And now with everything with school, I'm transitioning into a role of like a school principal because I, our kids are remote learning this year. And so I'm trying to step into those shoes of how do I wear a principal hat and also mom hat and also worship leader hat. So it's going to be a juggle, I think. Yeah. It's interesting to me, and you probably agree, the whole church model has changed where it used to be, because I grew up in the ministry and kind of traditionally 20 years ago, 25 years ago, it was the pastor and then his wife. And she might have done some, you know, Sunday school teaching or helped with the choir Mm -hmm. or leading in some capacity, a children's ministry, but mm-hmm. church today there, it seems that couples tend to do ministry together mm-hmm. more than ever. Are you seeing that as well? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it, it just makes a ton of sense. Um, you know, for me having multiple jobs that I go out to, I, I don't want to just have another thing that I need to go do on the weekend outside of my mm-hmm. family. Um, so being able to do it with Paula specifically and, and honestly with our four kids, yeah. um, is, is just a blessing because now yeah. it's something that we do together and kind of build our relationship through as opposed to yet another thing that separates us. Yeah. yeah. I think it's so healthy too for kids to see 
what ministry can look like, that it's work, but that it's, it can be so much fun. And I know our kids really feel privileged that they have a front row seat to getting to see all the, the things that go on. Yeah. I think that's a double-edged sword. I think, you <laughs> For know, sure. it's like, For sure. when we decided to do ministry together back when the worship leader left and we kind of thought, well, we'll just be like the stand-in until they find like the real people. And both of us looked at each other. We're both pretty strong-willed type A personality, maybe Stephen more so than myself, but I literally thought the whole church might actually watch us explode and divorce us because we're both (laughs) worship leaders and I can sing, but I don't have any um, musical talents necessarily. But with our personalities, I truly think that it was God's providence to put us in that position. And we really are helpers, help meets Mm -hmm. in front of our congregation. And I'm a very real, open, vulnerable person. And I think the honesty and the vulnerability that comes out in our worship is attractive because there's no, there's no veil. There's no, if we've had a fight or our kids were turds driving into (laughs) church, like we're honest about it. And I think people appreciate it's a fresh sense of, it doesn't have to be perfect to be worship. It just has to be whatever you have that day. And I've enjoyed just just doing ministry alongside Stephen because it it offers another perspective of who he is and who the Lord's creating him to be. Yeah. It's been, it's been a a blessing. Yeah. I remember when we launched this church at the church that we're now, it threw us into a different role, obviously within ministry and our kids were five, four years younger, almost five years younger than they are now. And I remember my mom saying, and I might have to explain it a little bit, but I remember my mom saying, don't sacrifice your family on the altar of ministry. And it's such good wisdom because when you're in ministry, you can begin to think, well, this is my calling. This is the most important. And following Jesus is the most important, but the ministry is still behind the importance of your marriage Mm -hmm. and the importance of your kids. And I Mm -hmm. thought that was such great advice from my mama who had been in it for her entire life to to have that. And I feel like so far we've been able to walk that line between creating an environment that our kids get to watch, to get to be a part of, but we don't make our kids be at every church gathering. We don't make our kids be at everything. I mean, if there's something else going on and they've got to miss a youth event Mm -hmm. and, and that's something they choose to do, Mm -hmm. we're not going to say, Oh no, you're the pastor's kid. So you have to be at everything all the time. So, but what I want to talk about today Obviously, our country has been, quote unquote, resting for months, which we all know in ministry, this has been the busiest five months of of ever. And so as schools are going back and as people are getting back to work and as people are just kind of getting back to life, Mm -hmm. you both have felt that God is asking you to take a Sabbath, to take a break and a rest. So you're getting ready to do something that some people would think is pretty crazy, What's next yep. in the next in the next couple of weeks for you? Oh shoot! Well, go ahead, hon. Well, that's, that's Paula's push, Paula's idea here. So um, we're basically just going to throw everyone in a in a van and a, a camper and just take off for a couple. Let me months. rewind a little bit. We're not campers. <laughs> like we have friends that have been doing this their whole lives, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we had pop up, and then we went to an RV, and da 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 da. We oh we tent camped for a while. We've done zero. Like none. And you're, and you're not doing it for a weekend. And we're not, no, we are. Well, well maybe. <laughs> may, you know what? We might need to reevaluate. Uh, we, we, a couple months ago, our conversations with our friends and our kids and our ages 
we kind of wanted to step back and think, what did we really enjoy? And I remember talking to you, Becky, just a couple of days ago saying, what did we enjoy about coronavirus? There's lots of junk that I think everybody would say was really hard. Mm-hmm. But and things, still is. And still is really hard, especially in ministry and, and with Stephen working lots of different jobs, wearing mm-hmm. several different hats, busy, busier than he's probably ever been. What I really enjoyed about the quarantine and what happened in our home was that the closeness of our marriage felt right and natural and the closeness of our kids. I enjoyed teaching them. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed being around them all the time. I enjoyed the slowness of a Sunday morning Mm -hmm. where we had already done all the work and we sat with coffee and watched worship several different churches, not Mm -hmm. just ours. Mm -hmm. It felt good. And when we just reassessed and evaluated, what do we want moving forward? Because we can, we can do that. We can look and say, what part of this do we want to keep? And Stephen is the voice of reason. I've suggested some pretty wackadoo things. And he's like, babe, we got to consider. But this idea to him wasn't just tossed. And I think that was the Holy Spirit saying, no, no, no. Fighting for your family and a closeness with inside your home is worth it. Mm-hmm. It's totally worth it. So we've decided to start with eight weeks on the road again. <laughs> First time. And I think that's a really big, a really big deal. I mean, we started talking about Sabbath here and, uh, I have always worked a lot. Mm-hmm. I like to, I mean, I'm an achiever, I'm a type one. I don't feel good about myself unless I've achieved something in multiple mm-hmm. different aspects of my life every day. And, uh, you know, so we've gone from a longstanding career to starting a business and we've always been working in the church for the past seven or eight years and we've never really taken Mm-mm. significant time you know, maybe a couple of days here and there away. Um, cause I always have that feeling of being behind. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think that's, what's kind of most unique about this time for me in my life is that there's just kind of been a mental commitment to the fact that though I will feel behind, I'm going to take that, I'm going to put it in a box, I'm going to put it to the side and yeah. we're going to go do this. Yeah. Why do you think God has that as part of his designed rhythm, which it is part of, and yet so many Christians just push that piece aside. Yeah. Well, I think it comes from two things like the, the scarcity model and we as believers in our society are as much, um, contributors or victims of that scarcity model where we constantly feel like we don't have enough in relation to the people that we see around us. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I think we see that more in Westernized culture. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, it's that feeling like if I work seven days a week, I can get ahead, leg up. Mm-hmm. you know, because um, somebody else is. Yeah. And I, I even remember during college, like one of my most, you know, impactful professors was just like, quite frankly, Stephen, do not do any work on Sunday. You do mm-hmm. every bit of the work you can through Monday, you know, Monday through Saturday. And I did. I committed myself to working and maintaining throughput, yeah. you know, um, and then Sundays I just took them off. And I think in a sense, like. I maintained that moving into professional life, but then we started working inside of a church and where there used to be a bit of a break on Sunday mm-hmm. now became much more of an emotional burden sure. than it had ever been. So I may be taking a break from an engineering function or from a, an intellectual role, but then it became almost even more burdensome working through the weekends trying to serve people. Mm-hmm. And what we've really learned is like, you can't serve people out of an empty cup. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, like, there's no more vulnerability. There's no more margin. There's no more emotional outpouring Mm -hmm. for you to be Mm -hmm. functional Mm -hmm. and that's God has not called us to serve people out of nothing. I mean, 
And I think when we get to that place, we often serve as an actor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just pretend. Instead of yeah. someone who's authentic. Yeah. And I think truly what, like, even if you just equate it to, like, a workout or how you treat your body, the, your body is not designed to work mm-hmm. at a level 10 every single day. I mean, the best trainers will say, you got to take a day off. Right. Your body is a wonderful tool, your brain, your mind. And if you don't let it rest, it's going to wear out. Mm-hmm. You cannot, no one, even the best athletes, most intellectual people eventually will burn out. Yeah. And I think that's part of where at least we've seen it in our church through the quarantine. We worked really hard yeah. at an area like teachers. They worked really hard in areas and ways that they were not prepared or trained. instructed or yeah. trained. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, the Lord is constantly saying, I speak to you in those quiet moments. Mm-hmm. And to be quiet, it requires an unplugging and like a seek and in- an intentional unplugging. Not right. like you lost your job. Well, let's hit the road, but we're making a choice. Right. And that choice, especially for someone, Stephen and I are very different personality wise for me to unplug. It doesn't take much, but for Stephen, it could take a few weeks mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to really settle and and quiet and listen in those tiny little moments because we want closeness with each other and with the Lord and it might take yeah. a drastic change to really hear him. Yeah. And it's interesting that from week one of the beginning of time, God modeled this for us. Yeah. 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 It gives you goosebumps. It's crazy. Yeah. And yet we still are like, no, no, no. Right. This we, is better. We, you needed it, but we don't got yeah. it. We got this. Yeah. Well, and we wrap it up. Honestly, we, we over-spiritualize it sometimes. Yeah. Like where you're doing 100%. ministry. God's work. Yes. God's work. It never stops. Oh, yeah. 24-7. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I, th- I think we have to be sensitive to that on both sides. Mm-hmm. You know, there are times that God does call us to serve people through yeah. the seasons of weariness. Right. right. But For in the sure. same sense, you have to evaluate why you're doing what you're doing. And if you're just going through motions, that's yeah. um, not a good place to be. So what are you, beyond the connectedness of being with your family, spouse, children, what are you hoping God reveals to you in these next couple of months? What are you hoping to personally come back with in these next few months? Yeah, I mean, for me specifically, though my wife would probably smile at this, I do love people. Let, let me I'm stop. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. No, I'm not. I'm not going like, to deny that. But I, I actually need to clarify for our listeners that Stephen is my husband's brother, and yeah. and then Paula, you're my sister, sister in law, sister in love. Yes. And it's funny, Stephen. I'm gonna. We're gonna get back to that comment. Um, but it's funny because the Ziganfu siblings at least the all oldest ones similar. are all very mm-hmm. similar in personality yep. and the in-laws all are all similar. very similar in personality. It actually, I mean, it truly makes family gatherings, Christmas, Thanksgiving, it makes it wonderful Absolutely. because you I feel agree. like, oh, this is, I know my people are there yeah. for both of us, for right. all of us. Yeah. It's good. All right. So Stephen likes people. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, right. Finish that thought. No, I, I do. Okay. So as an engineer, and I'll gladly admit this. Oftentimes I can get wrapped up in the things sure. that I need to sure. get the done. details. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. a person is a means to information that I need to execute on the task that I have at hand. Right. So I'll gladly admit that. 
But, you know, somewhere in this process, the last several years, I really kind of realized the reason why I love doing those things so much is not so much for the thing, but it's for the people that I get to meet yeah. during that process. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and as things get busier and you have a longer list, a bolded list of things that you have to get done, right. it's very easy to revert back to that previous pattern of behavior that said, you know, people are a means to getting things done right. as opposed to the end in itself, yeah. right? Investing in and being invested in. Um, so during this time, what I'm very much hoping for as I kind of peel back my my engineering work to about one-fifth of what it was yeah. is that I'll have just that chance to breathe and kind of focus on listening to other people and developing relationships. We're going to be able to spend some time with some friends as we travel and hopefully yeah. meet some new friends. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so I want to invest in not only my wife and my, my kids, but also in people that we meet along the way sure. and just kind of capture that eternal element, mm-hmm. you know, again, like this cup or this boat or this other thing that I may have designed, right? Like that's ephemeral. It's a, it's a whisper. It's going to disappear. Mm-hmm. But those interactions with people, that's something that is eternal. And I'd much rather invest in that. Yeah, so. that's I really say, I, I, yeah, that for me to hear from my husband is because I think of the two of us, people be like, oh, Paula loves people. Yeah. Like she wants relationship, but that's really not what I'm that is not my goal. I'd be lying if I didn't say that the adventure is what I was seeking. Mm-hmm. Like the challenge of, yeah, we're packing up our whole family, putting it in a camper. By the way, it was laden with mold and we might not ever get into that, but it was awful. And we're going to cross the country and see, we're going to see the majesty of the Lord's creation. Right. And I just, I've never, we've never traveled. I am excited to see the Lord in his, in his design without a filter, without a Snapchat, with the, no lens of anybody else mm-hmm. and just stand there. It gives me goosebumps to think he designed these things for us to enjoy mm-hmm. and for his glory and to see those things and take our kids. Like for me, I think it's going to be transformational, like to be able, and I've, I've used the term fresh anointing, just a fresh anointing yeah. in our family mm-hmm. and to not have to think about who are we going to vote for? What are we going to do? What, what is our church going to do? Where's the direction? Right. But like, this is for our, for us and for our closeness and, and to see the people that he's put in our lives to minister, maybe just a couple days a week, whatever. I, I think that's what excites me about it yeah. is just being able to see him in his majesty and his creation Yeah, that's so good. So what would you say to people who are listening who are like, oh, I really want to do that, but I've got this and I've got this and I've got this. I could never, you're so lucky that you just get to stop what you're doing and go across the country. What would you say to them? How can other people find themselves in the same shoes? I think it's a commitment to the fact you always have the list of this is and that's. Um. And I'm still working through that right now. <laughs> I think I mean, it's much easier for me to say, oh, yeah, let's just pack up the whole family because I don't necessarily have deadlines, commitments. And well, yeah, I mean, in a sense, because Paul and I have talked about this and we may or may not have maybe argued a couple of times. <coughs> we don't Con- argue. Yeah, we, we actually don't. We don't argue <laughs> ever. Yeah, they're just um, deep conversations. But it's like Paula's entire life and responsibility list will actually get in the van and the camper and go with us. Right. Whereas <laughs> including <yep>. the dog. <laughs> <laughs> the vast majority of my responsibility list um will stay will stay put. Um and will kind of leave it behind in a sense. But you know what I've really found is that 
at least the new group of people that I'm that I'm with and working for and working with have been very very supportive. I don't want to leave anyone in a lurch. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna do my right. best, but I'm very clear that you know my priorities are gonna shift a little bit during this time where I'm really gonna focus. Mm -hmm on my family and life first and then focus on work items second. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then obviously we're taking a break from church. Um, so we've, we've kind of pulled back from church. We set up a, a new stand in leader to take our role during that time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, so that's, that's a, honestly, a that's piece, a very yeah. big, a big burden off my heart. Just, um, you know, knowing for me as a, as a guy, as an engineer, like that emotional outpouring on Sundays is always very difficult. And I'm, mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to a chance where I don't actually have to do that yeah. week in and, and week out that, um, it's the rest, yeah. it's the break. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Have you guys faced, um, opposition or voices that have just been really affirming? I think, I think to be honest, most people when, <clears throat> excuse me, if we were to explain, for us and our children and their ages, if we were to say, first of all, we have got kids that are little and able to travel, don't have commitments as far as driving, school, braces, college, gymnastics. We have no extracurriculars. Mm -hmm. Our kids in their size, we are not small people. We are tall. And our kids currently are still very small and able to fit in this camper. As far as our schooling goes, it's remote. I think yeah. the Lord kind of parted a little bit of our activity water and said, "Here, there, look at. Right. I've parted this for you yeah. to not, not doing it, not sin. Doing it, not sin. Do you want to step in? Yeah. Do you want to step into this? Because it's going to be hard. It is not a vacation." I think one of uh, you're my, not staying at five star no, resorts. We're not going from Kalahari <laughs> water, indoor water resort to the KOA to the whatever, although it will be fun. I think truly it is just an adventure yeah. and we are so lucky to have the opportunity to even step away from church and to step away from school mm -hmm. and step away from normal life. So to say yeah. it's and, and it may never happen again. Yeah. Like it may never happen again. Right. We are living in such an interesting time that oh, yeah. probably won't. I mean, in some ways, I hope won't happen again. But where every life is can be yeah. remote for the most part yep. right now. So you're yep. right. It is to be able to leave to put life on pause. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. And to still be able to teach the kids and, and do what other people are doing, are doing in home. your state. But yeah. From home. Yeah. yeah. And they're not missing a, a beat with school. Right. And it's good. Yeah. I've heard both of you reference water. I don't know if you've caught yourself doing that, but you just talked about God parting yeah. the parting the waters for you. So I did. <laughs> a fresh anointing, which often mm -hmm. comes in the form of rain and, and things like that. And Stephen, you just mentioned the other day that you've been working on writing, because you didn't add that to your Repertoire. feather in your cap, <laughs> um, but you both write music also. So, and Stephen, you just mentioned that you've been writing a new song. So tell us a little bit about that. <laughs> Yeah, well, it just kind of comes, uh, maybe I'll just take one step back and say, I am still trying to figure out who the heck I am in, in a lot of ways. And that may, be, that may be why I do all of the different things that I do. Um, I still haven't determined if like that is all part of a shakedown process. Well, I will eventually identify the one thing that I want to do or whether I'm just going to be the guy that, that can be called by, you know, nine different titles, mm -hmm. depending on what audience I'm with. Um, you know, kind of through that though, as I 
evaluate all of the things to which I give my time with an eternal perspective. Um, obviously, worship and the act of being participatory with the body of Christ and kind of turning our eyes to who Jesus Christ is and what he's done in the supreme act of grace. Um, that carries the most weight mm-hmm. of anything that I do, right? Because that it's like preparation for what we will do after we pass from this earth. That's good. And, uh, you know, I think back to, to Peter being called from the boat onto the water and just like the environment that he knew around him, right? And you've got something completely out of band, right? Mm-hmm. Something completely out of his functional ability to understand, calling him to step out from what he knows into something new. And uh, in a sense, like I am in that process. I'm not at the very beginning. I'm certainly not at the end. I'm somewhere in that middle. Right. And uh, and that's what I'm trying to capture you know, in a hundred words or less in three and a half minutes in a song. But, um, and I know that that kind of understanding and when I get through that, I, I pray that I will have a much better understanding of my life as it relates to kind of like a functional calling in ministry, a functional calling as an engineer, a functional calling in guitars, like mm-hmm. what the shakedown is of all these things. Yeah. Perhaps I'm overcomplicating it. Perhaps I'm oversimplifying it. I don't know yet. Um, but that's kind of somewhere in that idea of when Jesus called Peter out of the boat onto the water. I'm in that same kind of position in my life where I know that Jesus is calling me. I don't know exactly what to yet. Mm. I know from whence I'm coming, Mm -hmm. but I'm still in that process. I think it's so amazing. The, The main reason I started this podcast was a couple of years ago, I felt this, conviction might be the right word, that God has given us so many promises in his word and in scripture that whether it's because our eyes get muddled with other things that we're reading and our ears get fuzzy with other things that we're listening to, that sometimes we're missing the promises that he's already given us mm-hmm. in his word. Absolutely. And especially when it comes to what you both just referenced with water. I mean, when God parted the Red Sea, Red Sea, it was take the step, then the water's going to part. part. Yeah. And when he called Peter out of the boat, it was take the step and then I'm going to hold you up. Mm-hmm. And we don't like it that way. No. That's not natural for us. I want to see us. that the waters are parted before I take that step. Absolutely. To know. Absolutely. So based on the fact that there are so many promises that God has already given us, I'm curious for each of you, what has been one in particular doesn't have to be the most important one, but what has been one in particular to you that you have found in scripture to be something, a scripture verse that has been really meaningful? Specific to his promises or just kind of? Well, I think we find promise in most of his words. So Mm -hmm. what has been like a verse that has been something's been really meaningful to you? Actually, mine came the last time we were here two years ago, almost two and a half years ago. And it was that verse in Isaiah, and I had to write it down. I don't, I'm terrible at remembering things, but the Isaiah 43, 19 about the Lord doing something new mm, in us. Yeah. And I think that calling of like, behold, I'm doing something new. Can't you, can't you see it? Mm. Like, can't you feel it? Yeah. Cause when your when his Holy Spirit is living active inside us and then we, we just were like, oh, that's something else. Oh, that's something else. I mean, we do have to be careful about what voice we're listening to because right. I am selfish and I am sinful, but 
I love that idea of the Lord doing something new in me mm. with all my junk and all my whatever sinful desires or my, my anger or my pride, but yet mm. he still wants to do something new in me and use me. Yeah. And, and the thing I love about God is that it doesn't matter what decade of life no. you're in. He yeah. can always be doing something new. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, so that, that's a promise that I really love because I just, it continually can change. That new thing can change. Yeah. And it means that it, we're never stop, We're never stagnant. He yeah. doesn't call us, okay, you've reached it. That's yeah. good. You Moving never on. Peak. Yeah. yeah, it's something new, something new. Yeah. Yeah. And, you, well, I mean, kind of a lot of this for me comes out of, you know, what Paul tells us in Philippians 2 where he kind of speaks to Jesus' humility, you know, he says, have this in mind among yourselves. So be unified in this understanding that in Jesus Christ's humility, I don't need to speak the verse, but because of this immense humility that Jesus Christ exhibited in his willingness to, to lay aside his Godhood, right? Yeah. And to step into this earth, God bestowed upon him the name that is above every other name, right? And, uh, and that kind of ties in with seek first the kingdom of God and all mm-hmm. these things will be added unto mm-hmm. you. So as I look, kind of the past two years of my life and kind of forward as it, as it progresses um, with all the things that we go about, I'm trying to create a longstanding filter in my heart that evaluates everything that I do, everything that I put my hand to against that mm. eternal perspective. Yeah. Like, yeah. am I exhibiting this in humility? Am I serving others in humility and seeking first the growth of the kingdom of God? Right. So that I can understand what, all of these things will be added unto me. I think oftentimes we still have that bulleted list of what we see around us mm-hmm. as these things to which we expect God to add to us, yeah. right? The house, the car, money, security, all of these things. Um, and I'm just praying that, that God just kind of breaks that paradigm down mm-hmm. the way I've lived the last 38 years of my life and reconstructs a new paradigm that allows me to truly see people yeah. as the means by which we grow the kingdom of God to whatever end. That's good. Well, I am really excited for you both and for your family. And I'm going to be praying with you. I know Andy and I will be praying with you that God really does do something new Mm -hmm. in these next couple of months in each of you, even in your kids, for them to experience the glory and the creativity and the magnificence of our God in a way that they will have never seen before. So praying that alongside you, I'm excited for you guys and a little bit jealous. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, that's, that's, that verdict is still out. (laughs) We'll make sure to make sure it looks super romantic. Yeah. Everyone feel jealous. Send us the real pictures and then you can post your high high reel for everyone to see. Um, well, at the end of my podcast, I ask everything, everyone, two specific questions. Mm-hmm. And the first one, Paula, we'll start with you. When you're not doing all the things that Paula does, what do you love? Oh man, there's so I love I love painting my nails. Oh, you do love I painting. Love painting your my nails. Okay, let me clarify. This I love painting my nails and drinking a glass of wine. I do love wine, and I think both of those things. If I'm doing those things, it means I'm relaxed. Mm. The kids are in a good place, whether they're in bed or they're doing homework. But it means that I'm truly able to unwind with a glass of wine, paint my nails. That to me is like I'm in a good place. I'm yeah. resting. 
Yeah. It's usually followed up by her throwing her feet onto my lap so yeah. that I can rub her feet at the <laughs> same time. This is also true. <laughs> that sounds sounds like a perfect a, a nice formula. Restful evening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about for you, Stephen? Yeah. What do you love? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. So this is one of my most favorite things. Um, so I build guitars, which yeah. means I work with wood. And uh, one. It may sound odd, but when I get a piece of wood and I can do this thing, you know, bandsaw it in half, basically, and open it up and take a peek at mm-hmm. what the guitar will eventually look like through a process called book matching. And uh, that kind of first experience when you cut this piece of wood in half and you lay open the two plates and you look at, at what that wood looked like inside of the tree. Yeah. Um, it's oh, just a, cool. special, yeah. It's a yeah. special little blessing, you know, because that just existed God, you know, created that beauty um, for himself. And most of us never really see it or appreciate it. And that happens everywhere around us. But when I have a chance to do that and just really appreciate it, that's something that I always look forward to. That's good. That is. I love that. And because this is the Let It Be podcast, Mm -hmm. if there were a prayer that you could pray and have answered, what would it be? Do you want to start, Stephen? Yeah. I feel like, Mine's a little bit nebulous right now because, you know, what I'm praying for is a foundational understanding of purpose Mm -hmm. as it relates to everything that I do. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's, again, what I'm, what I'm trying to shake down right now is it it sounds incredibly existential and I, I realize that, but, um, you know, my prayer is for a deep understanding of everything that I set my hand to, Mm. to the extent that I can start to eliminate and or add or change, Mm. you know, how that understanding of the purpose of the Lord's, you know, what he has purposed my life for, how that understanding relates to steps that I actually take throughout a day. Mm. That's good. I think my prayer would be, um, would be more of a, a sense of, a sense of healing. I think, this was just me thinking through like what the Lord is doing in our church, like our personal home church, um, our, our country, the our big teachers, the big C church. Mm-hmm. I just think we're, we're all on some level hurting a bit with big open wounds, be it personal, professional, relational. I, I just feel like, we need like that peace, that sense of the Lord that just can heal. And that doesn't mean it's going to be perfect, but just the, just here's a little bit of salve, a little bit of something to start the healing process. I feel like that's something the Lord would just bestow on us, on our nation, churches, families, some healing. Yeah. Yeah. So purpose and healing. Mm -hmm. Let it be. You guys, I'm so I'm so we glad that you were I'm able sweating. to come in town. Gosh, I'm sweating. <laughs> I'm also so grateful that God, and we have talked about this at length, the Ziegenfuss family is mm. 20-something people strong now, just in the immediate family. Right. And I truly have lost count. I would have to tally it up. T- tally it up. But I am so grateful that God allowed us to all, we all really love each other. Yeah. We all 
our family by marriage, so it comes with the territory. Yeah. But I'm really grateful that we're all friends, yeah, too. Yeah, me too. I like you guys. So <laughs> I like you, too. Jerry's still out. So, <laughs> oh, stop. You're the worst. So thanks for being my friends. Oh, by the oh, way, we yeah, do have a German Shepherd for sale. So <laughs> it comes <laughs> with an Ottoman. <laughs> you guys are the best. Uh, have a good, woo-hoo. safe travels back and safe travels across the country. We can't wait to hear about your adventures. Thanks for joining in on another conversation of the Let It Be podcast. Sabbath or rest is part of the rhythm of worship that God has given us. It's not a suggestion. It is a call to action to actively, intentionally rest. Matthew eleven twenty eight says, Come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take up my yoke and learn from me, because I am lowly and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. If you haven't been in the habit of practicing this, carve out some time. Rest physically, emotionally, even spiritually. Take the time to be filled up, to receive, so that you can serve from a place of fullness. Thank you for supporting this podcast. It means so much to me when you subscribe, rate, and share it with your friends. So thank you. You can follow along on all the social media platforms at Becky Sigenfus. That's Z-I-E-G-E-N-F-U-S-S. Have a great week and get some rest.